Entrepreneur on Fire 716. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to Squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Caleb Bacon. Caleb, are you prepared to ignite? Let's light it up. (laughs) Yes. Caleb is the host of The Podcast Man School and a sitcom writer, currently working on Sullivan and Son, TBS Tuesday nights. Caleb, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so take a minute. Give us a little more detail about you on the biz side and the personal side. So I I feel like I'm a very fortunate guy because I get to wear two hats. And a lot of people like doing multiple things. And I happen to be able to get paid to do both of them. And it's it's super satisfying. So I've got the, the sitcom writing thing going on. And that's the that's my career of choice, the the day job, if you will. And I get to uh, sit in a room with super talented people and crack jokes all day and make make people laugh. And then they make me laugh and we get to produce produce some television. And then uh, then I also have my podcast, Man School, which is where I do one on one interviews with various men about their life experiences, whether they be super difficult or just super bizarre or interesting and gives people a chance to walk in somebody else's shoes, whether it's in a way that they can take something away from to apply to their own life, be inspired, be motivated, or uh, just be entertained. Well, Caleb, I love the fact that you brought up the wearing of multiple hats, because as you and I were chatting about in our little pre-interview and Fire Nation, a little teaser Got to check out the show notes page because Caleb is wearing quite the hat in his, oh, that's right. his image. And you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but Caleb, give us some uh, some personal insight. I'm a guy who's just always wanted to have a fun job. And my growing up, my dad was a lawyer. My mom was a bookkeeper. And I'm from Albany, New York, which is uh, the capital of New York State, not to brag, um, <laughs> if, you, if, if you did not know that. But it's a place where a lot of people have like these just kind of random government jobs where you work 40 hours a week and nobody really knows what anybody does. It's like, yeah, uh, my dad works at the Bureau of Health. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. He has an office. <laughs> but I always wanted to do something where I was fired up, where I could live where I wanted, where I could be around the people I wanted to do. So uh, so I moved to Los Angeles because I was like, hey, this television thing seems like a lot of fun. Plus, the weather's really good. Yes. And I, I know you appreciate California, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking to my right, and that's the the way north for me. So up to five, I'm just picturing Caleb. And, and I hope you don't mind. I'm actually picturing you doing this interview in the hats of the pre-said um, show notes page picture. So... Is, whether I'm right or wrong, I'm just going to go with that. Is that correct? No, no, you're right, John. You are 100% right. Yeah. And you know what they say about the audio-only interviews? I mean, you know, we can, we can do whatever we want. It's just it's no visual. But, you know, Caleb, what we're really going to be knocking into today is, is that journey that you took, you know, from Albany, from, 
you know, that 40 hours of safety, security, but just absolute non-inspiration, nothing to do with, you know, actually making a difference in something that you were inspired by and to where you're at today. But before we dive into all of that, we always start with a success quote. So take it away. I was very lucky to have worked with one of the greatest television writers of all time, David Milch, who did Deadwood and NYPD Blue and Hill Street Blues. And something he would always say, uh, it, I forget who it comes from originally, so I just give him the credit, <laughs> is that visions come to prepared spirits. And so he would always say, you got to do the research, you got to do the prep, and you'll find yourself where you've trained your brain to you've trained your imagination to to come up with what you want. And so for for me, for creative work, that's super, super important. So let's kind of talk about that for a second specifically, because visions come to prepared spirits. I mean, real quick, could you have like a story where you feel like that actually happened, where you were prepared at one point in your life, and because of that, a vision came? Yeah, when I when I'm writing a script... It's it's a lot of work, and for as much fun as the stuff is, it's you know it's if if it was easy, you know, uh, more people would be <laughs> successful with it. But but because it's not, like I find that I've got to get really really deep into it, and that's spending a lot of hours writing, spending a lot of hours thinking. And when I'm doing that, I'll be checking out uh, my groceries at the store, and even if I'm not trying to think about my script an answer to a question will will pop into my head. You know, that's actually one reason why I've been really getting into meditation a lot recently because, you know, people talk about it. You interview over 700 entrepreneurs like I have, Caleb, and it just seems that these themes are cropping up. And one of those is meditation because the reason people were giving for it is saying that when I finally was able to clear my head and actually give myself some time and not just be so focused and so into my work, like seven days a week, 24 hours a day, that's when these great moments happen. That's when these great ideas happen. And it was actually a great tool that I've started using called Headspace. It's an app and it's taking me through 10 days of meditations. I've never tried meditating before, so this is kind of my first foray into it. And I'm on day three, and so far, so good. It's just 10 minutes daily meditations, and I haven't had any amazing like aha moments yet, but... We'll we'll check back Fire Nation in a couple of days here to see how to see how I keep going here. But Caleb, what I really want to do now is is turn the spotlight of this interview onto you and your journey. I mean, I've already just loved the picture of you know being in Albany, New York, because I have a not a similar story, but I understand the journey that you've been on because I you know was born and raised in Maine. I made the trek out to San Diego, not knowing anybody, having no job, and you know I. I haven't left since. I mean, it's tough to leave this just gorgeous, gorgeous environment here. But, you know, the reality is, you know, we all have our own journeys in life. And that's what I want to talk about now is is your journey, but specifically to start a failure, you know, a time that you, Caleb Bacon, hard as it is to believe, fell flat in your face. So, Caleb, tell us that story and the lessons you learned. Well, it hasn't happened yet, John. So I, I, I look forward. I'll call you back when I have my first failure. Round two, baby. Oh, you no, know, I'm kidding, of course. So as a writer, a, a sitcom writer specifically, uh, you sit in a room and a lot of the times you're not actually physically writing a script. You're, you're verbally pitching jokes or pitching ideas to a room. 
And it's a lot like baseball, <clears throat> which I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dodgers beat your Padre, Padres yesterday. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was supposed to go to that game, actually. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, well, I don't, I don't feel too bad about the outcome as a Dodger <laughs> fan here. Uh, but if you're, a, if you're a Padre and you hit 300, which is three hits out of every 10 at-bats, the city of San Diego is going to love you. The nation is going to think highly of you. And you could make the Hall of Fame. And as a writer pitching jokes, it's very similar. You're going to, if you're one of the best, you're still going to have seven out of ten jokes or ideas you pitch to the room that fall absolutely flat. <laughs> and when something comes out of my mouth that I'm proud of, and I expect a room full of talented, successful, experienced writers all to laugh, and I'm met with the crickets of silence... It's not fun, but that happens to me multiple times a day because that's what it is. It, it's something where you just keep trying, 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 and something is going to hit. Now, if you're only pitching one good joke out of every thousand, maybe uh, you'll be reassigned to the minor leagues, also known as being a waiter. <laughs> but so for me, what I found to be really important is how I deal with that silence in the room, how I deal with the pushback from an idea. And it's about what I do to recover, because I got to get back up to the plate sometimes one second later. So, Caleb, you set the table. You've told us, you know, what it looks like when you fail, but you haven't told us a specific story of a specific time that you did fail. And you know what? You can tell a really bad joke right now, and I promise I will not laugh. I think all of them have been <laughs> been, been really bad. Well, well, for me, the first time I was ever on on stage, so doing a show that's before before a live audience, and sometimes we'll have a joke that's just not working. The audience is not laughing. We got to come up with something. And then I remember this this one time I came up. I came up with a joke, and my bosses were proud of it. They thought it was funny. They wanted to try it. One of those guys is Vince Vaughn, you know, who's a hero of mine. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing to work work with. And then uh, then we do the joke, and the audience doesn't laugh. And, <laughs> and so for me, I'm I'm feeling good because all my bosses are pleased. But then ultimately, we still got to come up with something else. And it's like, oh yeah, this is this is what the business is like. You know, but it's very interesting because, you know, you spoke actually about the Padres and Dodgers game, and I was supposed to be going to that game because I had my friend come into town from New York City. He's a big baseball fan, so we had plans to go, and, you know, we even, like, set our night up for it. But then last minute, we got a text um, from one of my friends who was like, hey, did you know that John Lovitz is in town? He's playing at the Del Coronado tonight. I can get us tickets. And so we ended up going to that show. And how I'm working this into like what we're chatting about now, Caleb, is that you know here's John Lovitz, a guy that's had an incredibly successful career, SNL, City Slickers Two, like you name it. And you know I would say five out of every ten jokes he told would probably would have to be considered bomb because he got you know like <laughs> like sparse chuckles from left and right. But you know five out of every ten got uproarious laughter. You know it was just John Lovis up there for a long time. I mean he was up there for like an hour and twenty minutes. I mean that's a oh. long time to be on stage. But one thing he did get into that was really hysterical that really knocked it out of the park is. He, I didn't even know this, but he's an amazing piano player, and he actually has an incredible singing voice, none of which I knew beforehand. And he did an entire parody song. Like, you felt like you were at a piano bar, 
ripping Bob Saget to shreds. And I will say that's one thing the crowd did love. There was, there was no sparse chuckles there. Instead, there was just laughter. So he hit it on the head there. But hey, even guys like John Lovitz, I mean, they're going to absolutely bomb at least half the time on these jokes that they're trying to sneak in there to get some great laughter and it's just not working. So it's just, it's life. And, and how would you, Caleb, you know, want Fire Nation entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, cypreneurs to take that story that you just shared and, you know, pull something out of it that we can apply into to our journeys? I've had to teach myself to be able to recover immediately from a joke that bombs or an idea that people don't want to do because I've always worked for other writers. I'm, I'm not at a point where I'm running my own show. And even if I was, I would still have a network and a studio to answer for. So I've had to get, I've had to, to train myself to not get too in my own head, not get too upset when something doesn't work because I, I'm being paid to, to try my best and come up with stuff that works. So as soon as something falls flat, a, a second later, I just gotta, I gotta take a deep breath and forget that I just had that bad pitch. And, and the tricky part with creative work is, it's a lot of times it's really attached to your sense of self. And so when something that you come up with creatively doesn't seem to work, the tendency, and I think this is true because a lot of entrepreneurial work is, is creative work. You got to blaze your own trail in a lot of ways. Right. The, the tendency is to think that this didn't, doesn't work because I'm no good. And you have got to forget about that and move on because it doesn't matter. You have to do the work and your opinion of, in the moment of how you feel just because of something in one single moment has nothing to do with the whole day, the whole week, your whole career. It's that whole, you want to be in the hall of fame in baseball, just get three hits every 10 times. <laughs> no, I love that. And Hey, you're walking back to the bench seven out of 10 times, but you know, that'll still make you an all-star. And you know, one word that I'm really keying in on here, Caleb, that I'd like to talk about for just a second and, and share a real quick story from my perspective is overreaction. You know, we as entrepreneurs are just notorious for overreacting to things. You know, you tell that joke one time, and you know, maybe it just was one second off timing and, you know, one little tweak could make it a hilarious joke. And, but you know, as we as entrepreneurs, we are so often overreacting. And, you know, for me, I'll tell a quick story that started as a failure that could have turned into a huge failure, but because I didn't overreact, because of some experience that I've gained over the last few years of podcasting, it actually turned into a great success. And that was my recent launch about four weeks ago of Quotes on Fire, which is a seven-day-a-week podcast that I just launched with one quote a day. It's three minutes. It's just a quote from a great entrepreneur. It's just something nice, quick, and easy. And it came out and then boom, you know, I, I wake up like the third day it was out. It's ranked number one in iTunes, new and noteworthy. But then I actually click on it and I'm like, oh, that's great. There's 55 five-star reviews. But then like my heart just sinks and I'm like, what? There's like 70 one-star reviews. And I was like, I, I don't even have 70 one-star reviews for Entrepreneur on Fire that's been out for two plus years with over 1,400 five-star reviews. So I'm like, what is going on? one-star reviews like left and right like you know people are saying like this is crap this is a joke what is this da 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 and i could have overreacted and said this isn't working i like people hate quotes on fire i could have pulled it off you know just pulled it out of itunes closed the whole thing down and like went forward like with the idea of living to fight another day or whatever long story short 
I get an email a week later from iTunes that like they had had these all of these just blatant spam commenters and reviewers that they were taking them all off. And so I woke up the following day to like 85 star reviews with only three one star reviews. So this overreaction can happen to everybody. And you know, if I had overreacted initially, like I could have missed out on a great opportunity, which is turning into a great podcast. Like if you had overreacted, Caleb, in a number of things that you've done, I mean, you know, where would you be right now? You know, if that first joke that you told that fell on his face, if you said, going back to Albany, I'm going to get a job in the Bureau of Health, you know, how would that have worked? And that's what I want you to take away from this Fire Nation. And what I want to do now, Caleb, is move to another part in your journey, which is an aha moment, a light bulb that's gone off at some point for you as an entrepreneur. And walk us through that story, Caleb, and really the, the steps you took after having that idea to turn it into success. First of all, uh, sorry about leaving those 70 bad yeah. reviews. Um, I quotes recognize. On, quotes on fire. It's like Caleb 1, Caleb 14, Caleb 23. <laughs> I thought those were slick, but apparently, <laughs> apparently not. Now, um, in, in 2008, I started blogging. And I was working as a writer's assistant. And I was, I was like the guy behind the guy or like the guy next to the guy. And I got to do some good uncredited television writing. But, but I didn't have any real exposure of my own. And I, I started doing some, some blogging for this website, and I interviewed uh, a radio personality who I like out here in Los Angeles. And a few days later, somebody says, hey, they're talking about your article on Howard Stern. And I grew up listening to Howard Stern. He's been uh, a hero of mine for, in a lot of ways and also someone who's just entertained me for thousands of hours of my life. And I, I value that a right. lot. And what I what I took away from that was was the aha moment was wow I can do interesting work that interesting people care about and I had never really had a chance to step forward from the shadows uh, until that moment and, and though I'd had people behind the scenes say like oh you're you're a really good writer things like that 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 was just like oh man I, I'm on to something I got to keep this going. So you have that moment, Caleb, and it's, you know, it's kind of this pivotal moment where you're like, wow, like I can write something that actually matters. This is meaningful. What were some things that you did after that to really make the most of that opportunity to really leverage that light bulb that went off? I just kept going. And I, and I think whether it's writing articles or pitching a joke, uh, there is a little bit of you're, you're only as good as your recent stuff. Uh, because with Look, you've got uh, 715 episodes of this this podcast. Uh, if if your last good one was 200 episodes ago, <laughs> that's that's not going to do much to to get you moving forward. And so, having those little moments that remind me that I'm on the right track, or just show me the light that I got to keep doing this thing because people respond to it, people care, and and not just an anonymous people, but people that I look up to and respect. That's That's been super motivational to keep going. Well, speaking of people that you look up to and respect, Caleb, I mean, you've had a lot of proud moments, you know, since breaking out and getting to LA and just doing your thing and still doing your thing. I mean, Vince Vaughn, thinks that you're a funny guy. I mean, to me, that's like the just epitome of, of comedy success in a lot of ways. So there's an incredibly proud moment, but I want you to break it down for Fire Nation and share with us your proudest entrepreneurial moment thus far. And Caleb, take us to that moment in time. 
So with the, the blogging that I was doing, um, I also got into podcasting in 2009. And the first podcast I did was just a fun way to goof around with some friends, interview some interesting people. And it was not something that I looked at as a way to make money. It was, it was an extension of me continuing doing college radio, which I, I had done years before. Oh, but, cool. but, it was also, but it was a chance to have another creative outlet. And working long hours in television for other people, I didn't really have my own outlets where I could 100% decide what to do my way. But then I decided to quit that podcast because I wanted to do something that was more that was more meaningful and a l- little bit deeper. And that's when I came up with Man School two years ago. And because I was not being paid by a studio or a network or a boss, I ha- it was the first thing that I had to that I wanted to create entrepreneurially that I could make money from. And so it was my first CPA conversion that that said, hey, you're a pro. It's not, it's not a hobby. It's, it's not just this fun thing to do on the weekends. Someone just typed in an offer code because they, wanna, they want this product, and it put a few bucks in my pocket. And, it, and it, even though I've made uh, a lot more dough since, that, that first few bucks was just, it, you know, for me, it was the difference between uh, being an amateur and being an official entrepreneur on a little bit of fire. I mean, Fire Nation, that first dollar means everything to so many entrepreneurs in their first starting because it does show you that, hey, this is possible. I can flip on a microphone, I can talk into it, and I can have an audience that knows, likes, and trusts me enough to go ahead and take action on that CPA, which stands for cost per acquisition. So basically, Kayla could be like, hey guys, you gotta go check out this audiobook from audible.com, just use the promo code bacon and you'll get a free audiobook and he'll get paid 15 or 20 bucks, you know, per conversion per person that types in that offer code. And it's a way that I made my first dollars as a podcaster and Caleb, I can so resonate with that day as well. I mean, it's such an amazing day that you say, wow, somebody listened to my stuff and they listened to my suggestion, my request, you know, my sponsor that I had on my show and they took action on that. And that is just powerful. And so I love that moment, Caleb. And let's just bring all of these moments that you've had and start talking about current times like you, Caleb Bacon, today. Share with Fire Nation the one thing that has you most fired up right now. Well, it's two things because I wear the two hats. And <laughs> as you mentioned, I have a picture wearing a hat on your website. Wait, don't, don't go any further than that. No, no I'm not, <laughs> not going to say it. We want to send people to the website. <laughs> Is that is does that mean it's clickbait if I keep teasing it? Like yeah, that? keep teasing it, baby. No. Um, <laughs> well, so for for writing, hopefully we have a season four of Sullivan and Son. Fingers crossed. And if we don't, I'm excited for whatever I get to write on next. Ooh. And that's that's part of the fun adventure of Hollywood. Is your it's the ultimate freelance. You go project to project, and you even if you work on a show that goes 15 years. You st- on year 16, you still got to figure out something to do next. You're, you're not going to get a gold watch and retire on any of this stuff. <laughs> and, and I love being able to, to be with new, exciting, creative people with, with different challenges. And then the other thing is, because we just wrapped season three of Sullivan and Son, uh, TBS Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock, set your DVR, especially if you're a Nielsen household. <laughs> 
I then I, turn on all the TVs yeah. in the house. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even think of that, John. <laughs> I got to tell Warner Brothers about you. I know. I'm, I'm yeah, an undercover gem. <laughs> Not working 12 to 14 hours a day in a writer's room at the moment means I have got time to schedule some great interviews for Man School because there's a lot of people who are like, hey, let's get together Monday at 3 o'clock. And now I don't have to say uh, I am busy Monday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> and so because of that, uh, I'm going to interview Dr. Drew soon, Ooh. who's a super busy guy and a, and a hero of mine. And, and he wants to do my show. He asked me before I asked him. And that's a that's a great, great feeling. That's a great feeling, Caleb. Congratulations. I was actually so excited at the podcast awards where I was actually one of the finalists for the business podcast of the year. He was supposed to be the MC, but it was during this horrible snowstorm in New York City and he couldn't fly out. And I was just, I had this like dream of him handing me the, the trophy <laughs> and it was so romantic. But, you know, unfortunately, um, not only did he not make it out, but I didn't win either. And I went to uh, yet another NPR business podcast. That, uh. Anyways, enough about that. And Caleb, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you worried you'll never find the right platform to create your own website and logo? I know. Searching for the best designs, a user-friendly interface, and top-notch support is tough. Trust me, I've been there. I went through several different designers and tried a lot of platforms before I found the right look and feel for Entrepreneur on Fire. But the important thing to consider is that you'll never get to that place that feels right unless you just start. And what better place to just start than with Squarespace? When you choose Squarespace, you'll not only get an all-in-one platform to work off from, you'll also have 20 highly customizable templates to choose and even a free online store for commerce. Don't worry. Their support team is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help out with all your questions. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. That's squarespace.com, offer code FIRE. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Caleb, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Love it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Thinking I was not good enough. What is the best advice you've ever received? Push through the dip. Ooh, let's talk about the dip for a second because I'm really, it's a fascinating topic for me. Have you read Seth Godin's book, The Dip? Yes. 
the two things that he really focuses on is number one, so many people don't push through that dip, Caleb. And you know, they're literally just feet away from that prize, the success, you know, actually breaking through the barrier and they walk away. And that's sad. And that's the majority. But at the same time, there is that segment of the population that is just in a hole digging. And sometimes the only way to get out of that hole is to stop digging. So what's your perspective on that? How do you know when you're just digging you know, a deeper hole? Or how do you know when you need to just keep pushing through to, to get you know, through that barrier? Well, it's a, it's a billion dollar question, kind, <laughs> right. of, kind of for everybody. For me, I've had, to do, I've had to do projects for too long and then realize, oh, it was time to quit and, mo- and put my efforts somewhere else. And uh, so that's why I did, a, I did a podcast for four years and then quit because I realized it wasn't about pushing through anymore. It was about starting something new. And then as soon as I started, I, there was a, a, a much quicker dip because I realized I was actually in the dip I had to push through. I just I wasn't going down a dead end. You know, the most valuable resource that we have, Fire Nation, is time. And when Caleb realized, hey, if I can use my time in another direction, that's what I want to do. And Caleb, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Being of service to other people. And I think that's uh, something I try and do a lot is connect other people. And I think that's a way to be of service to both parties. But also, uh, if I'm if I'm in line at the grocery store and I get a chance to ask the cashier how his or her day day's going and actually mean it and actually have a conversation and and show people I care and give someone a second to maybe vent or make them laugh. I think that's I think that's super important. And and also being generous with my time when other people want some kind of help because I think I think it's that kind of service that it needs to be at the center of my life because when you're an entrepreneur you have to live a selfish lifestyle because that's that's the definition of it, and so for me, it's just it's just a way of making sure that I can give back to the world in little places here and there throughout my day, but but also it helps clear up space in my brain, so I'm not always thinking about myself. Yeah, no, and I love that. And Caleb, I mean, of the 715 now entrepreneurs that I've interviewed, the consistent theme that comes up over and over again is how important relationships have been to the success of these successful entrepreneurs. And then here you are, you know, saying it's connections. It's about actually, you know, making a connection with somebody and meeting it, making it a meaningful connection. So Fire Nation, you know, just just have that mentality. Don't rush through life, you know, in your own little bubble and box. Build relationships, build meaningful connections. And Caleb, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? It's this hot new service called Twitter. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you're on there yet, John, but you're gonna love it. I have a couple followers. I'm not gonna okay. Lie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, the thing about Twitter is I can follow a blog I like. So, bam! I get their RSS feed. I get to. I, I get. I get my news. I get my blogs. I follow people who I want to know what's going on in their life. And obviously, I don't need to explain Twitter to this extent. People know what Twitter is, but. The, the, the main thing for me about Twitter is I get to have an endless supply of entertainment. I follow a lot of funny people, and I love to be able to just pull out my phone at any time and be entertained. But also, it's mixed in with 
my news from the LA Times or some helpful story on Lifehacker. And so for me, it's super important to have regular levity in my life, but also have meaningful stuff come in. And Twitter, for me, is the best way to do that. Cool. And do you have a book, one book specifically, that you would recommend? I would recommend the new book that comes out in September from my friend and two-time man school guest, James Elroy, called Perfidia. And I think it's I think you just need to be entertained. Like you need to check out from your life of always doing the entrepreneurial stuff, always, always doing all these little things. Like, and I think with a lot of entrepreneurs, we we not only have to do things, but we have to figure out how to do so many things that it could really take so much time. And as a way to not kill yourself being being entertained and checking out in a productive way like reading a good work of fiction is excellent so fire nation i know that you love audio so if you haven't already you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com that's eofirebook.com and caleb this next question's the last of the lightning round but it's a doozy imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world identical to earth but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Is that laptop a Dell or a MacBook? (laughs) It's a Mac Air. Oh, it's a Mac Air, so I can actually do things. It's not going (laughs) to crash on me and get viruses every five seconds. Okay, so that sounds like a good seven days. Uh, For me, I have a need to create whether or not it, it pays the bills and i think my my first instincts are going to be to sit down and and write something that is fun amusing and good for me fun amusing and good for you and then how would you actually get that content out in those first seven days would you use something like a twitter twitter is a great resource to to get content out because especially for what i do brevity and getting to the point is super important and Twitter is a great way to train you to do that but all, but also it's a way to interact with with other people who care about your work too and I think I th- I think that's important especially here in 2014 So Caleb let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye My parting thought John and you already you do not do this, so you don't have to worry about it. But <laughs> don't be a jerk. I think I think be nice to people. I think I think that's super super important. And my life has been a lot better since I made a conscious effort to not be a jerk and to be nice to people and to be consistent with it. Uh, I can be found on uh, actually this Twitter service I speak of <laughs> at Caleb Eats Bacon. Website is calebacon.com. and Man School is found on iTunes or wherever better podcasts are sold and manschoolshow.com. Caleb Eats Bacon. Find him on Twitter, Fire Nation. It will just entertain your day. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Caleb Bacon and myself today. So keep up the heat and go to eofire.com, type Caleb into the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with this resource, book recommendation, Twitter handle, podcast, you name it. 
It's all waiting there, plus the hat picture. And Caleb, thank you (laughs) for igniting the airwaves with me today. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Well, thank you. That was great. Fire Nation, do you have a message to share with the world? Join Kate and I on our free podcast workshop, and we'll show you the way. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 